Greetings and salutations, my fellow Skywatchers from all corners of the globe. Welcome once again to Skywatchers Radio on this lovely March 18th. We are live once again on the Dark Matter Radio Network and, of course, PSN Radio, broadcasting live from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida. I'm Angel, and with me, as always, is my friend, the other guy. That's right. How are you tonight? A.K.A. Alan Weiler. That's me, supposedly. That's supposedly. How the yeah, hell are you, my friend? Where, the, where in the world are you tonight? Tonight, I am actually back in Florida. Not near you, uh, but oh. I am back in Florida at home base. My my uh, my crib, my my home, the castle, the whatever. Um, you really weren't very hip when you were like a young kid, huh? Like the nah, lingo, I, man. Yeah, no, no. I, I, you know, it's chic to be geek, but I was there and doing that well before a lot of other people were. So, yeah, I, 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 I was a geek. I was a nerd. Um, I, I you know, I, I was not into the rap or the hip hop, uh, like you were. Uh, yes. You know, and that just wasn't my thing. Um, you know, and I'm sure some of the listeners there can realize that, and you know. It, you know, just don't hold it against me. Um, yeah, you're the complete yin to my yang, or my yang to my yin, whichever way you want to look at it. Oh, uh, Mr. McGuire, you complete oh. me. Yes, but you know what's funny, though? We, we do share a passion and a love for one thing which united us from the moment you and I met. Well, there were a couple of things, but yeah, there was one particular thing that stood out. Star Wars. That's right. And did you hear they announced that the first spin-off movie is coming? Rogue. It's gonna, that's Run. right. I cannot wait for this. Are you kidding me? That's why I brought it up. I, I, I am completely overjoyed by the fact they're going this route with the first movie. I was kind of, you know, on the edge hoping that they wouldn't go directly into a Han Solo movie or, uh, you know, some kind of origin movie like that. This to me is brilliant. They're doing well, this. Felicity Jones. Thumbs absolutely, up. love her. Well, well, you got to think about it. A, it's you know the whole thing about Rogue Squadron is 
It's like all the books, even though they're not canon anymore, thanks to Disney right. the purchase. Uh, the whole Rogue Squadron were really more stories about the everyday people, not the heroes of the Alliance or the Empire. It, it, it's going to be more of an everyman's tale of rising to the occasion, or every woman's tale since, you know, Felicity Jones. Well, Felicity Jones. Yeah. You well, know, they haven't I'll, announced most of the cast, just her, so who knows right. what the rest of the movie is going to be filled with. Right. I'm just I'm happy sure. they're doing this for the spinoff. You know, y- y- you think about it, this is going to be like the Shield Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to yeah. the Avengers and the other Marvel majors. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what that's I think this right. is going to yeah. be. And, and I think it's... True, yeah. And it's not like Disney owns Marvel as well. So there is a little oh, bit of wait. a history there. Yeah, you think? Yeah, 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 you think? <laughs> you know what's funny? They also announced today that J.J. Uh, Abrams might come back and direct episode nine. Well, let's see how he does on the first one. Well, here's the thing. Originally, uh, the rumor was that he was removed from episode seven. Uh, I'm sorry, from episode eight after doing seven. Uh, and they replaced him with uh, Rhea Johnson, I believe is uh, the director's yeah, name. Yeah, I, I think there was too much lens flare. Well, uh, no, here's I, the thing. Here's the thing. Originally, there was a, there were certain disagreements uh, with supposedly the storyline or, or, you know, where he wanted to go with the movie uh, because they had already a set agenda in place. But apparently, uh, what's going on now is that the Disney folks uh, saw a cut of the movie and their minds were blown. And now they're like saying, "Well, Raya Johnson doesn't have to direct episode nine. Let's hmm. get JJ back." That, that's the rumor. Seriously, that he—it's so good uh, that supposedly uh, they're just—they're they're drooling over what he is creating uh, for them. So, look, JJ Abrams is by far one of the best working directors today. That's for the uh, sci-fi yeah. genre. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For the speculation genre. Okay, and just that category, if you think about it. Well, what he other he's branched out he a little bit. Well, he he well he did. Uh, well, would you consider Mission Impossible sci-fi? I, I speculative fiction. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Those gadgets and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I would fall. I would put it into that category. He's a whiz with directing techno savvy movies. Absolutely. That's why he is perfect for Star Wars. I'm not going to argue that. He was perfect. In fact, one of the criticisms uh, that he received for the Star Trek reboots was that it felt too much like a Star Wars movie, not enough like a Star Trek movie. Remember that? Really? I didn't see any screen wipes. Well, yeah, no, I'm not talking about the technicality of it. The way well, you, you know, think about... Well, but well, the way on, the story on, was on, told, the farm boy... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you actually count, if you actually talk about the screen wipes, if you actually watch the original trilogy, there was a screen wipe on average about every five minutes. I understand that, but we're not talking about the technical aspect of how he directed and cut the movie and had screen wipes. Right, that all the had story to be about the cuts. Okay, the storytelling and the way he directed the movie, as far as the character development and the way the movie paced, uh, there was you know, look, there was clear things that he did in there which were very Star Wars like. Obviously, you have Captain Kirk, who's a farm boy, right? Like Luke, who wants to go on an adventure. Like yeah, Luke. but that was he, hold on, he, hold on, yeah, canon. no. I understand that, but but the way that he played it out felt a lot like Star Wars. He meets uh, what's the uh, the admiral at the uh, Pike. He meets Pike at the uh, bar, right? Just you know, just like the Cantina Bar in Star Wars, where he meets you know uh, Han Solo and he's with Obi Wan Kenobi, his mentor. Just like Pike becomes a mentor to uh, to um, Captain Kirk. It's very Star Wars ish 
is what I'm saying. Yeah, some of that was canon, but remember, this is an alternate storyline, an alternate universe that he created. So right. in essence, some of this stuff is not actually the way it originally was meant to be. I don't. I mean, I don't remember Pike being his mentor in the original canon. Oh uh, yeah, actually, they yeah he served under Pike. Yeah, but very briefly until he got captured, right? No, no, no. He served underneath him for a good while, if you read the canon. Was he a mentor? I mean, was that part of the comics? I, honestly, I don't read the, the Star Trek comics, so it wasn't the comics. It was it was in the books that were okay. considered canon and published by Del Rey. See, I've never so, read the books. Yeah, I, I know I you. But I, I, going I know down, going off the TV show. Books. I know. I know. It's hard for you to read books. It's hard for yeah, whatever. Uh, look, I'm just going off of the TV <laughs> show and the movies. Right. Just based on that, I mean, he, he they never really showed him as his mentor or anything like that. I mean, he was briefly in the pilot episode, and that's about it. Well, the menagerie, yeah, that was, yeah. you know, that was a major one. And don't forget, the, you know, them going back to the planet, you know, later on in the, uh, what was it, in season two or three. Right. You know, they went back, so. Yeah, so he um, had two episodes, but it wasn't like uh, he, you know, met him at the bar and he was like, "Come on, kid, let's go on this adventure. You'll be in space." You know, that's no, very no, no, Star no, Wars ish. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, fine, I'll give it to you. Yeah, look, they were in a, they were in a bar, man, just like the Cantina bar. They got yeah, into a fight, Uhura just like the Cantina not bar. His sister. We don't know that yet. Um, I think there might be a little bit of a skin tone difference. I think we could figure that well, out. Well, you know, um, actually, my friend, let me uh, explain how biracial children work. No, 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 no. I, I, I get that. I get that. But, you know. Because I actually grew up with a family friend who was African-American, black dude, very dark-skinned black dude. He married a blonde white lady. They had two blonde white kids and one Oh, no, no. Kid. I know that happens. So that happens all the time. I know. I In know fact, that happens that, all the time. That's what I thought they were going to do with uh, the Fantastic Four reboot. I thought it was going to be something like that, where they were going to go off because you know Johnny Storm is not played by Michael B. Jordan, so I thought yeah, they were going to play. I'm, but I'm it, just a little bit in shock on that one personally. Well, uh, the way they're going with the storyline is that that uh, she's adopted. Sue Storm is adopted, so that's the the whole agenda on there. But or the whole change. Yeah, change. yeah, yeah. Likely story. Well, you look, Michael B. Jordan is a great actor, so I'm no, I'm cool no, 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 I'm not going to argue so. that. And it's it, it's cool that they're making him look different enough so that people don't think of Chris Evans as playing Captain America. Yeah, that you know because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was Johnny Storm before. So I, I I think it will be a really fun thing to do a cameo before Civil War. Um, you know that that he stops in on set. You know he's in he's in just even for a brief minute. You know he's in the Fantastic Four movie. I think that would be pretty funny. That would be pretty funny. By the way, folks, if you realize that we still haven't gotten to the UFO news of the day, uh, it's because he went off on a tangent, not me. And if you have a complaint, we both you know, need to call no, this number. No, no. You need to call the number. Put you do need to call the number, there. but hold on. The tangent was mutual, my friend. We both love Star Wars, and it just went on from there. But, yes, please dial us up. Call in. We'd love to hear from you. In fact, that's what we're here for, to listen to what you have to say, because we're two boring old dudes. I mean, you're the life of the party. You guys, hey, listening. Call in. 786... He really does. 786-245-8127 is the call-in number. You can also find us on Skype by looking up PSN Radio or Soup Media Network. Those are the two ways to find us on Skype. Another so, thing um, uh, another topic I'm going to tangent off on, by the way. Uh, obviously, it is we should. I don't know if we should have a moment of silence or a moment of something 
for the passing of a great, great actor, um, Leonard Nimoy. Speaking of Star Trek, right? Yes, speaking of Star Trek, uh, someone actually sent me a really, really interesting list of Star Trek technology that we use today. And there's 11 things that really, really stand out if you think about it. Oh, yeah? Uh, Give me one. First off, obviously, the communicator is obviously the cell phone. Right, 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 right. Secondly, automatic doors. That's one. True. Automatic you know, automatic doors, you really didn't have that in the 60s. They, really they didn't have that. that on the show. I mean, you know you know how they did the trick. It was like guys just with their hands opening and closing the doors. It was yeah, I know. They were, and someone was making a noise going, shh. Yeah, shh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, That's fine. exactly what it was. <laughs> okay, fine. Here's a good one that we got now. The universal translator, thanks to Google. True. I'll do an be even better one. View screens and video conferencing. Yay, True. Skype. Yes. All right. How about a tricorder? They actually have something similar to it now. An Israeli company that made that, it's called the Scandu. Mm-hmm. It'll actually do uh, blood pressure, heart rate, temperature, oxygen level, and provide a complete ECG. You know, you're, you're missing the big one, though. I'm going to get there. Hang on. The computer that you talk to. Right, right, right. That's another of one. Course, and there actually is a company that's called Cermet that has actually made transparent aluminum. Seriously? That one, you that, did, that one, yep, that one went yep. over my head. I, I had no idea. Yep. That transparent aluminum actually exists. How does that it's even work? It's primarily used uh, – obviously in the movie it was used for, you know, an, you know, for a whale tank. But it exists today. It's called Alnon, and it's produced by a company called Cermet. Yeah, but how did they, I mean, in the movie, it's fantasy, but how did they actually create this thing? I don't own the patent, so I'm not going to explain it to you. Well, I thought you were Mr. Science Guy here, Bill Nye. No, 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 no. All I can say is, it is the Illudium 238 modulator. But that's about it. Here's a better one. How about the hypospray? Nice. That exists, you know. You know, we've had that for a good while. Mm-hmm. Another one, obviously, thanks to GPS and cell phones, we actually have what we'll call a crew locator. So you could always see where they are on the big map. That's true, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, space travel we know obviously exists, especially right, with right. Galactic coming out. And then, of course, tablets. Tablets right. were first shown on Yes. And, th- and that's what we got now. But you still forgot the big one. Which is? We don't have the transporter yet. No, replicators. 3D printing. It's the same D- thing. Well, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, because you it, it, it takes want something to it. replicate, and it does it for you. That's a replicator. It's yes. an early version of a replicator. It, it's, an, it's a duplicator, but it's not even that because you're not scanning it in and duplicating it. You're creating it from a design someone made. Plus, right now it's rare. It's really only plastic and aluminum. You can't. You don't have proteins that you could inkjet into food at this point that actually has flavor. Actually, that technology is being worked on. Believe it or not, um, they're going to have that very soon because you could already make food. But yeah, they they don't have the flavor down packed yet. But right. But that is coming, and it's only a matter of time. And actually, this machine is going to be great for space travel. 
getting back to a space tangent for a second, if you think about it, if they, if astronauts could take a 3D printer in space, you know how much storage they're going to save? Well, Eventually, it depends anyway. if it's a metal or a plastic printer, but yeah, uh, they can print out any part that fails, if you think yeah. about it. They don't have to take all the equipment and everything that they're going to need. They just print it out later. That's it. Exactly. I think that's freaking brilliant. Yeah, it is. It is. So let's do this. Uh, let's have a couple seconds of silence for Leonard Nimoy. Or does anybody want to call in and say their thoughts and memories of Leonard Nimoy and how it affected them or how he might have affected them on their path to whatever they do in life? Indeed. So here it's a couple seconds for Leonard Nimoy. Rest in peace. And we're back. Okay, that was long enough. All right. Yeah, that was I thought, good. Yeah, I thought we could do some bagpipes or something, doing Amazing Grace or something. No, I don't know. You know that. You know the scene from you know, the do the audio from the scene from you know Wrath of Khan, where ah. they're yeah, it's a great scene. You know where they're sending him off, and you know you see the whole sunrise, and then you have midget Spock growing into full Spock, and yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of midget Spock in that movie. Didn't do much. Wonder whatever happened to him. Yeah, for for real. It's funny. There's a there's been a lot of like A list actors that have come out in, in Star Trek that became big time actors later on. Oh yeah. Al, yeah. Like uh, Kirstie Alley was on there. Um, Christian Slater was on there. Kelsey yeah, but he Rammer. was. A, yeah, but they were all though though those guys were already having some type of a decent career. Yeah. Christian Slater was like not that he wasn't as. Famous as he became afterwards, though. And Kelsey no, no, Grammer, no. well, no, I mean Christian cheers. Slater. You know, he was in Stand by Me and a couple of other things. Uh, you know, already he had made a name for himself. Um, then Alan Ruck was in there, but he was in Ferris Bueller's right. Day Off beforehand. Um, you know, th- there were some decent cameos of celebrities. Absolutely. Now, as a uh, Trekkie and a Wars fan, uh, which one do you prefer? Uh, or do you I, even have to have a preference? I don't need to have a preference. That's all I'm going to say. Cheater. No. That's all I'm going to say. Equal balancer. <laughs> well, you can call it whatever you want, son. Cheater. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm neither Jedi nor Sith. I'm Bendu. Well, whatever you do in your private time. No, no. There's a whole other sect of Force wielders in the Star Wars universe called Bendu Jedi. Bendu or, Jedis. Or yeah, Dark ben- Jedis. Yeah, they use both version. They use both sides of the force and try and find right. the happy balance and peacekeeping. Right. They just never been shown on the big screen. Um, they hinted towards them in the second trilogy, and obviously they're discussed in uh, the Clone Wars as well as they will be discussed in Rebels season two. By the way, how did you like the uh, end of Rebels there, the last uh, final episode? Don't tell me I haven't seen it yet. You oh man. I'm so sorry I even brought it up. I have so but, many things to download and watch because of my traveling. I know I missed it. I think it's episode 12 or 13. 13. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen 13 yet. All I got to say so, is it was epic. Don't tell me. And it okay. sets up beautifully for the next season. Okay, all right. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything else. I don't want to ruin it for you. I don't want you to come crying later because I, I, hang I, on, I hang raped on. your childhood am, or something like that. I, I, just because you have, you know, prison <laughs> fantasies of raping your childhood doesn't mean I'm going to deal with it. Hang on one second. I'm putting him in. I'm going to look for it right now. Okay. And I'm going to have to download it, damn it. Damn it. 
damn, damn, damn. Okay, 13. Episode 13. I see it. Okay. Uh, what do you mean downloaded? That's illegal, Alan. No, it's not. It was already aired publicly, so technically there is no copyright infringement. Uh-huh. So there, nah, 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 nah. No, I don't know, Alan. Nah, 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 nah. We shouldn't be talking about these things on no. air, Alan. I am not saying that out loud. You didn't hear me say a oh, word. Man. I don't know. If you guys have any issues with what we just said by my co-host, the other guy, call in 786-245-8127. <laughs> hey, I, I if you belong to the feds, account. don't don't call in if you if you don't. I own an Xfinity account. I'm entitled to download it. Like I there did. you go. Explain how you're getting the the movie. I the, didn't uh, know. Excuse me. I don't have to explain every single. Because when you just say I'm gonna I'm gonna download, it sounds like you're saying I'm gonna download it illegally. And no, we, we, you made that. <laughs> we don't pra- we don't practice I'm that I'm kind sorry. of stuff here. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You are making that assumption based on your already existing career choices. Do what do you mean? I talk <laughs> I talk on radio and I sell cars. What other career choices? Exactly. You're a used car salesman. What, you trying to say I'm sleazy? Hey, you said it, not me. I did not say that word. You again automatically assumed that's what I meant and that's where you ended up. Well, moving on then to some <laughs> uh, news. <clears throat> Now for, the ha- now for the happy dancing. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, guys, we're going to have our usual blast through the a-hole segment oh i am so looking forward to that tonight and some really 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 interesting emails that came in yeah oh yeah no and check this out you know we suffer from add me and alan definitely because a couple of months ago we you know we mentioned there were or maybe four or five weeks ago i think now we mentioned that we're going to start doing this segment in the first hour and taking the guest in the second hour so we can end smoothly and not have you know, the, the A-hole segment at the end. So when the big guy comes back on air, you know, he has a smooth transition from one show to the next. And we have not done that. We yeah, have still but funny done it people are at look, the end. You know how many people look forward to the questions and comments from the A-hole? You know, I get bombarded with questions and the email. By the way, it is a-hole at skywatchersradio.com. Okay, so again, it's A-H-O-L-E, A-Hole, at skywatchersradio.com. Please send your messages there, and I will reply back with the way to send your questions, concerns, comments, whatever, through the A-Hole. We've been getting bombarded, though, Alan, and that's bad for the A-Hole. Yeah, I hate it when the A-Hole gets bashed up like that because they're getting bombarded. Look, what happens is, remember, this is new technology. You know, we have to thank our, again <laughs> Keith for creating this thing. But what happens is when you bombarded with so many questions, comments, and and just stuff, literally the a hole gets backed up, and sometimes it gets clogged, and it and it, yeah, it, it starts it to does. fester, and, and and nothing slips out. It just clogs up and builds up. Now, of course, you know what happens when stuff gets clogged up. Eventually, it just starts to spew all over the place, and it makes a mess. And you know, it, the the way that the system is set up, it has a certain um, how could I how could I uh, describe it? It's it's uh, like a code word for the you know the after effect of what happens after you clog up the a hole. Um, yes, it's and, called... and it's a planet's name. It's called Uranus. No, 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 no. That's yeah, she's oh, okay. being funny. That's not what it is. No, man. Okay. <laughs> It's I'm D trying. minus no no it's called D minus Rhea. 
So when this happens, when the a-hole gets clogged up, eventually D minus rhea happens, so it gets diarrhea. So you don't want this to happen because it just gets really messy. And what happens is we can use this, this technology for a few weeks until it's cleaned up properly through the back web. And look, the way it's it's done, it's brilliant. Keith is, is a mastermind. All right, he's a genius. This is why Art Bell works with this man, and this is why he is the man he is. And he came up with this specifically for us. But guys, please take it easy on the blasts because again, we don't want it to uh, to go into that DHD dash Rhea. We don't need that. Yes, and please always keep it clean. Really, we don't want anything offensive, you know. Yeah, around please, there. Uh, no, especially, especially on air. You know, we, yes, we read. Absolutely. We we try to read as many of, of these uh, requests or comments or questions as possible. But if it gets too dirty, you know, we're gonna have to suspend this uh, segment. And we love the segment. You know, this oh, is a yeah. way to it, interact it, it gets, with us. Excuse the joke; it gets the point across. <laughs> Correct. Um, but Correct. but in all in all seriousness, though, um, you know, we are gonna do um, blasts from the a hole. But you know, before we do that, that's gonna be in our first hour segment. But who do we have coming up in our second hour? Ah, see, tonight we were scheduled to have Robert Luca on the show, but ah, haven't been he's able to an get a hold of him. conversation person. He, he is. I think we're going to have to have him on a different week, though, because I haven't been, been able to get a hold of the gentleman. So He was abducted, I'm telling you. He was abducted. He probably was by 27 aliens. But we're, we're going to do tonight, we're going to have one Why of our good 27? friends. Why 27? How did you get to that number? You have to ask him. Okay, fine. He, that's something that he would be able to answer for you. you got to get him on the phone first. That's the problem, yeah. But what we're going to do is tonight we're going to have Tim Schwartz, who's going to join us on the second hour. And he's going to be on for the the full hour with us. We're going to talk about uh, what he's been doing recently. Uh, also, um, you know, uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit about, uh, you know, his show, uh, The Outer Edge, and a couple other things that he's working on. Uh, so that's going to be uh, interesting. He's always, you know, one of our uh, favorites to have on the show here. Oh, yeah, uh, so absolutely. He's a great guy. So let's do this. So let's go on our quick break. Uh, we're going to come back in a few minutes uh, after the break, and we're going to go right into our blast from the A-hole segment. That's right. It's true. Angel will do the A-hole. Yes. Wait, what? Exactly. You're going to – you're the one who – you're the lead point on the A-hole. You goes down and it feeds on water. Walk a stone and I feel the power The hills have eyes and a coming truth I doubt the stars will ever move Give a place to all you can Decision wakes the common man Morning makes the sky blue But evening takes team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology preventative maintenance and networking support hardware and custom built computers let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget call key information solutions now 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. 
Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of steel and more supermanhomepage.com the george rodriguez show who i said the george rodriguez show you don't know george rodriguez wasn't he the guy that filled in for neil rogers yes that george rodriguez what's he like oh he's a short little cuban feller kind of funny looking well when's he on 12 to 3 monday wednesday and friday on soflowradio.com and soflowradio.net the george rodriguez show is much more than adequate. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. UFO phenomenon either we like it or not is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who you know claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes and you know I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Hi, this is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio on Thursdays. In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts in the food, air, water, and during sleep. 
Yet here we are with information at our fingertips, only to become a slave to the portable digital communication device. So tune in to In Other News, Thursdays on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio. Between science and ignorance, there is filler. Thank you, random British guy. I am Wes Forsyth, the host of Paranormal Filler. Paranormal Filler is my weekly radio show where I explore many areas of the paranormal while trying to keep a balance between believer and skeptic. No topic is off limits. No viewpoint is silenced. Paranormal Filler on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. everybody oh man all right it's about that time again for messages through the a-hole right here on skywatchers radio now are you ready other guy are you ready for this that's right it's tales 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 from no 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 no, no. It's, there's no tales. What tales? Where do you get? Where do you keep coming up with tales, man? This is a blast know. from the. Sorry, I, I, sorry. I was just like watching the Muppets and watching Muppets in Space, and you know that just still has an effect on me from my childhood. Well, grow up. It's not tales. Okay, blast. fine. It's blast. Blast. Blast from, from the a hole. Anyway, all right. First blast from the a hole this week comes from a gentleman who calls himself. And this guy definitely has a lot of, you know, self-esteem. He has really high self-esteem, this guy. Uh, he calls himself Clown Shoes. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Let's, I'm, let's hear not that not even one. kidding. This is where the, the, the guy calls himself Clown Shoes. So he definitely has high self-esteem. Uh, he says, um, question, why couldn't we get our show on the Dark Matter Radio? Wait a second. I know who this is. Okay. Who is it? That's just some random idiot. Don't worry about it. This, but okay. I know who that is. He's what idiot. kind of a show did he want to do? Trust me, you don't want to hear that kind of show. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, it was oh, that bad? Oh, it was bad. Oh, it was terrible. Just, oh, come on. Was... Humor me. Give me an idea. As, what what it, like Charles Barkley would say, it was terrible. It was terrible. That was terrible. That, so would Tyson have said, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. That's what uh-huh. he would say. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So anyway, there goes that blast. All right. All right next, next blast. One. This comes from a gentleman who calls himself Godfrey. That's okay. a cool name. That's, it's more legit than clown shoes, right? Yeah, yeah I, I would I would say so, yeah. Now, it says here, uh, <clears throat> will Art have bong hits when he's on the air again? Will he have what? Bong hits. Bong hits. Yes, bong hits. Now, look, uh, Godfrey, I don't know, man, I... 
I, I don't know art like that. Uh, you know, people think that I know art or that I'm like buddies with art because we do the show on the network and I talk to them all the time. Like, I, I'm lucky if I get art to like say hi to me on Facebook. Like, I don't know art like that. So I, I don't know if he's going to allow it or not. We'll allow it here if you guys want to call in and take a, a rip on air. Well, I'll tell you this, means. funny as that is, uh, I just got asked, you're going to love this, I just got asked to go to one of the big pot smoking conventions that are coming up in uh, Denver in April to actually help someone launch a cool new product. So if you want to talk about bong hits, uh, I will happily answer those questions while I'm there, um, even though I will not inhale. Very nice. Now, for those of you that, yeah, he won't inhale, Bill Clinton. So for those of you who are not aware of what we're talking about when we say Art Bell allowing bong hits on the air, he did allow that back on the old show a long time ago. He would allow callers to call in and take a rip right on air. Uh, in fact, uh, there's a very famous uh, clip on YouTube, which you guys could look at. Uh, don't do it now, though. Wait until we're done. Much later. And then, then look it up. Uh, where you could actually, uh, I think you, I think the uh, the name of it is Phil Hendry, uh, or Art Bell replies back to Phil Hendry. I think it's the name of the clip. And Phil Henry. Phil Hendry, yes. The reason that, that I'm that I'm uh, uh, th- this is funny, and the, the reason that Phil Hendry is uh, in this clip, and it's, it has to do with bong hits, which has nothing to do with Phil Hendry, is a caller calls into Art Bell Art Bell Art's show. Uh, and he starts talking to Art about Phil Hendry and about his characters and stuff, and and Art's having a good laugh, saying that, oh yeah, you know these characters, especially one of them, uh, General Jameson, is an actual creation of uh, Phil Hendry and of the Phil Hendry mind, and and yada yada yada, and he's just you know saying how much he appreciates Phil Hendry because you know they're friends, they're, they've known each other for a long time, and uh, he enjoys what Phil does, especially when Phil used to. Uh, impersonate Art Bell and as the conversation is going along the caller asks Art Bell if he could take a rip on air like if he could take a bong hit and Art is like really? that's so like you know yesterday because he used to do it and then he allows him to actually take a bong hit on the air live on the show on AM radio now as that happens uh, you know the clip ends right there and then you hear uh, Phil Hendry's reply to Art Bell and Phil Hendry starts talking about how the guy called into the show, asking Art to allow him to take a, a bong hit on air, and how you know idiotic that is. And he's just you know making a, a joke out of the thing. But it was it's a really funny clip. And if you guys don't know about the history between Art Bell and Phil Hendry, go to YouTube after the show, not now, but go to YouTube later. <laughs> type in Phil Hendry does Art Bell, and it's not a sexual thing. It's not. Okay, sounds good. It it's just a, a hilarious. Thing. I mean, you're, you're going to find a lot of skits. Uh, there's uh, characters that he created, which people actually believed were real characters that were on Art Bell's show and were uh, guests of his. That's how good Phil Hendry did it. I mean, it, oh no, no, I used to listen to mind. a show once in a while, and I'll tell you, some of the people that he he made up and that were calling into his show. Oh my God, I was just like, is this obviously? Thank God we know it's. It, you know, it's all made up, but some of the he he did some really convincing routines, and when he had people that didn't know calling in, yep. oh my god, the hilarity that ensued—it was ridiculous. My favorite of all his skits is uh, the one called "All You Can Eat Negro," and I understand. <laughs> hold on, don't hate mail, please. Look it up on YouTube. It's absolutely hilarious. It's uh, he plays the character of a, of a black lady who's lost her, I think, her son. Yeah, her son. And um, she's, you know, she's talking to Phil on the radio about how the church is eating the body of 
the dead. And because in the Bible it says we shall eat the flesh of Christ or something. Right, right, right. And because of that passage, she's like, well, they're eating my boy's body. They're literally eating him like, you know, like uh, cannibalism. And a priest calls into the show to debate her because he thinks it's a legit call. And the hilarious (laughs) phone call that ensues after that. My goodness. Uh, Let's put it this way. You're going to be wet in the shorts from laughing so hard when you listen to this. It's hysterical. It's it's almost as good as the pedophile who got out of jail and owned an ice cream root truck. Um, that, that was the, that was another funny one. (laughs) (laughs) I could, the the guy with a funny laugh, right? He had like a really goofy, like like a real excitable laugh. That guy. Yeah. And you know, it's like, I'm not going, he's, (laughs) he's like, I'm not going anywhere near the parks. And since I'm moving and I don't actually live in the neighborhood, I don't have to declare it to them. And if you've got a problem with that and I'm just like, Oh my God, (laughs) that's just that's just oh no so wrong but so funny it, look Phil Hendry is the only guy that can make pedophilia funny <laughs> only guy I'm telling you it's not a funny subject at all listen to Phil Hendry you're gonna laugh that's all I'm saying he, he's that funny I mean and, I would have loved to have done a routine like that not like that but one better you know you have the barbecue ribs place right next to the animal shelter oh yeah that would be that would be really funny maybe we should do that one day on the show what do you think I, I, you know, I, I have, I have an idea for a radio show that I'll tell you about later, unless, of course, we want to discuss it on the air. It's honestly, I, I think it's an, it's the same way they do Shark Tank, but I want to do a radio show of Shark Tank, but ridiculously ridiculous businesses. Where well, each week someone each week someone is trying to convince and pitch a most insanely insane. Let me let me stop you right there because I don't want you to give uh, any good ideas out because oh, okay. it's been known to happen that I'm involved in things or things are said in one of my shows or things happen. And in someone the else show, takes it and somebody else steals it, runs with it, and then they pretend like they're the ones that discovered this this thing. So yeah, let's not go there. Can, I don't want you to lose this. This is a good is, idea. Today's date is three eighteen of twenty fifteen. Right, right. So it, you know, now we have evidence of when this was recorded. So in case someone does run with this, we could say we actually had the idea first, and we can implement it and slot it in on your network. Really, really. Yeah, man. Indeed. So anyway, uh, Godfrey, uh, going back to the uh, blast from the hole here because we got distracted. Uh, Godfrey, sorry, man, I really don't have any inside info on. Uh, on art, I mean, I don't know if he's going to allow it or not. Uh, if he does, that's great. I think it would be hysterical. I mean, who would not want to hear a bong hit on the Art Bell show? I wonder how many how many bong sh- how many smoking shows are there out there? Probably a lot. Probably a lot. By the way, did you hear what Art's going to call the show when he comes back? It's not no. going to be Dark Matter Radio, by the way. Oh, okay. Go on, tell. It's not. The network is still called Dark Matter Radio Network, but no, his show is going to be called uh, Midnight in the Desert. Ooh, that sounds... That that is wicked, huh? Yeah, I I like that. I love that name. It's like the uh, the song Midnight in the Desert that was written for him by, I believe her name is Crystal Gale, years ago. And uh, it's a great song. If you haven't heard it, check it out on YouTube also. And uh, he's going to call it that after her. It's uh, kind of like a tribute to her, so... uh, Because she made such a a great song for him. Uh, But yeah, that's a, a great name for the show. Midnight in the Desert with Art Bell. Live on the Dark Matter Radio Network. 
Well, you have to say it with you got to say it with the right inflection. You were good doing it, but I said we do it with a Mexican hey, accent for, because the, for because improvising that was pretty. No, no, oh, no. here we go with the racial stuff. Now it's no, going to no, be Mexicans. <laughs> because they're all now it's not Indians. The, now it's the Mexicans. You're, no, no, they're all crossing the border to go hear his show. So what you're saying it should be something like midnight in the desert. Come on, Ben, <laughs> it's right here. Doc Mato, our radio network, and we'll be live. We'll Simone, be live the, we'll be live in the Rio Grande, trying to trying to cross the border. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just Simone. Wrong. This is I'm for sorry. you, Art. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, hold on. Don't say anything for a second. Hold on. Okay. Something's playing here. I want the audience to hear this. This is for you, Art. Oh yeah! Listen okay, to that well, rip. Uh, I, I take it that was bonkish. But oh yeah, fo- folks. By the way, I am not being racist in any way, shape, or form. I'm just trying to be a little bit humorous. It is the <laughs> best way to cope with reality is being a little bit humorous. Besides, above and beyond Don't be that, so serious. Um, you know. By the way, if you want to, folks, Google or actually not Google, YouTube the song. Everyone's a little bit racist. It will definitely – you will not stop laughing. It is actually from the on-Broadway play, Evan. All right. And I'll tell you, it is a brilliant song because in truth, whether you realize it or not, everyone is a little bit – I don't know if we should call them racist, but everybody profiles someone or some group just a little bit. Well, I hate racist people, so does that count? N- yeah, you're a racist hater. There you go. Exactly. See, I am a racist hater. That's Indeed. right. That, that explains it all. That does. Now, okay, uh, so Godfrey, sorry, man. Couldn't help you. Yeah. Moving so tell, tell me, what is the, who's the next uh, blast? Okay, next blast here, we, uh, let me see. It's uh, Gerald sending a blast here. It says, how much is uh, the otro tipo throwing into the flying car? Any updates? Oh, the other people, I'll be the other guy in Spanish. Oh, that's funny. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, uh, just an update for everyone. I am doing my due diligence, and I look forward to putting money in on the flying car project. I just need to make sure that there are certain things that are. I'm not. I'm not just giving it, giving Jesse Marcel money and not getting anything out of it. I'm not blindly donating to a charity here. Uh, he has some really great concepts. He's got some really great ideas. There are certain patented technologies. I just want to know that if I'm putting in this chunk of a piece of money, that I am going to get a reasonable return on my investment. I'm not blindly throwing money in. So I'm doing – for those of you that are trying to keep up to date with it, Jesse's got a great concept. I'm looking forward to this thing actually coming into play and actually being built. But good goodness gracious, if it doesn't, there are other things that he has as pieces of the flying car that I can recover my investment on. So if everybody wants to learn about that or know about that, they can actually email into the show, and I will be happy to share any information you want uh, about it. How's that for an answer? That's a good answer. That's an answer. There you go, Gerald. That's your answer. And there you go. That's uh, all we have for this That's week. That's it? Come on, one That's more. It. There's got to... Really? Yeah, no, because the other one doesn't really fit. I mean, it, well, it fit through the A-hole, I guess. It went through fine, but... Okay, but what? It's kind of redundant because it's a, it's about Jesse and the flying car again. 
What's what's the next question about it? Maybe well, I can answer without getting him on the phone. I doubt it, but it, uh, this is from a person named Sam. Could be a guy or it could be a girl. I don't know. Uh, Sam wants to know: Would the flying car be able to fly into space? Um, we don't know a, that. I, hang on. Actually, uh, we have. I I can actually answer that a little bit with the existing technology of the fan system that he's using. No, because obviously, if there's no air. Spinning a fan doesn't no good. But he is working on a different type of propulsion system that would allow upper atmosphere into the helio and stratosphere um, and possibly even orbit um, with another technology that he's fiddling with is the best answer that I can give. But not that particular car, but does he have the ideas and possibly the patents on a technology that can get it into orbit. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I believe that it. I believe that it's there. Eventually, maybe, but that, we're talking about maybe twenty, thirty years away. Because even this, yeah, he's gonna have a prototype working for, for now. But you no, know, I'm talking about the car now. Yeah, there's a prototype in ten years that would be in the market. But for something that goes into space, that might be twenty, thirty years away. I don't think he's ten. there yet. Really? Again, ten? I'm saying uh, ten. I don't if know. It's, well, here's the fun part: ten if if it gets licensed to the right company to build it. Ah, Perhaps. there you go. Well, so, that's all we have for the a hole, man. That's it. We got to move to the next right. segment, which is our news segment of the week. So there you go, Sam. That's all your right. answer. There you go. And folks, if you have questions, please feel free. I'll happily talk to anybody who wants me to talk to them about this thing, and you know, talk with Jesse, and you know, get the ball rolling. Yeah! All right. Now, now we got some news. Yeah, where do you want to start with that one? There's some interesting things out there. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. Let's start off with, uh, let's see, where were we here on our our news segment? Because we have a bunch of uh, stuff opened up already. Um, Let's see. You want to start with the UFO detected? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Interesting article that came up. Uh, recently is that slight little flight in, uh, you know, the Malaysian flight uh, 370. Uh, Apparently it's rumor, not rumor, but some people are declaring that there was a UFO detected before the gent went missing in the region. And actually the Malaysian Air Force themselves, the head of it, has actually confirmed it. That's what I find interesting. While wow, they that is never, interesting, yeah. Yeah, while they still haven't found anything, um, the whole thing is, is that um, – hang on one second. The quote that I've seen is, seeing the radar playback of the moments leading up to the plane's disappearance, one may forgive Malaysia Airlines for not being more forward in this case because the radar playback is not only baffling. It shows two distinct anomalies as pointed out by intrepid citizen reporter and YouTube pop star Dabu7. The radar play- hang on. <laughs> the radar playback depicts dozens of planes in flight over the region at the time. The first peculiarity is seen in the lower left of the screen. A round object appears in the vicinity of Flight 370 and amid several other planes, which the radar does not automatically read as an airplane. 
Suddenly, this round object does take the form of a plane on the radar screen, but it accelerates at a rate of speed that is at least five times the speed of the surrounding planes heading eastward over the South China Sea. And it then suddenly stops and appears to hover in place. The Malaysian Air Force Chief Rosali Daud said military radar detected the UFO in an area of the northern Malacca Strait at 2.15 local time on Saturday, about an after and again after an hour after the plane vanished from air traffic control screens. This I find Hmm. more than interesting. This is uh, very interesting. So what do we think here, that the uh, UFO took the plane? I I don't don't know the answer to that. I'm just Mm. pointing out what information is available. I'm not going to speculate. Okay? Wasn't there a movie in the 80s, and I can't think of the name? Millennium. Millennium. Millennium, That's the one, right? Yeah. That came came right to mind. Yep. That was with Chris Christopherson and and, uh, some hot blonde. I don't know if it was Bo Derek or not. No, I don't but, think it was Bo Derek. I would remember no, that. No, no, <laughs> she no. was hot. Yeah, she was. Not now, but she, she was. was. A, she was a ten back then. Yeah. Literally. So, but this yeah. is, uh, yeah, this is very, very, very interesting. I mean, this uh, could very well answer. Uh, of course, uh, it's all speculation. But if they never find a plane, well, what happened well, to it? Exactly. I mean, the ba- the black box is supposed to be, even if it's submerged, be able to transmit. So, right. It, it it's a little on the weird side, to say the least. To say the least. Other things in the though. news. Other things in the news I found is uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is actually getting his own late night show. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, no, I had not heard about that. Which yeah. is great news. I mean, I I love watching uh, you know him on Cos. Uh, the Cosmos and and uh, listen to his lectures and stuff. I mean, the guy is awesome. I'm a big fan yeah. of Neil deGrasse Tyson. So, well, he he just recently gave an interesting lecture discussing the common chemicals in the universe and DNA, particularly the one percent difference in DNA between the chimp and the human. And if we encounter an ET species that was one percent smarter than us, what would happen? Interesting. One percent, huh? Yeah, well, if you think about it, if 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 we're a one percent difference between chimp and, and human, human, yeah, imagine the one percent difference between us and alien. That would be very, very interesting to find out what that difference would be. In intelligence, not ju- not just physically, but intelligence alone. Well, even physically, it might be different. I mean, they might be superior even in the way they they live, their strength. Uh, how long they live? Uh, the yeah, intelligence obviously would be heightened. I mean, we could be talking about super beings you know you know compared to us i'm trying to remember who said it i don't know if it was seth shostak or uh one of the other um seti people but you know he they made the statement that when aliens come to earth it'll be like columbus landing in the americas and what happened there wasn't that Stephen Hawking who said something like that? that I don't know didn't... if it was Stephen Hawking. Anybody who's listening, if you know exactly who made a quote like that or similar to that, because I know Stephen, Ho- I know Stephen Hawking's made a, a very similar comment uh, where he talked about. Well, you know, that I it... don't actually know that if I made that statement. Well, now you're going to assault people in, in wheelchairs also with uh, ALS. Nope. Really, that's what you're doing now. No, I'm not doing that. I, I'm just saying. I, don't, I mean, you're, I don't... you're just trying to make every group out there upset. No, I'm not. 
Yeah, you are. <laughs> God, you're you're ridiculous. All right, but I, I I I don't know if it was Stephen Hawking or someone else, folks. I I would like to try and find out who that was. If anybody knows, uh, please call in. Let me know, or or just type it in the uh, text box that Angel is actually looking over uh, from the uh, from the chat room. Why do I get a funny feeling, though? Nancy Burns, who's probably listening, is going to be the first one to respond to this as to who probably. said it. Probably. She's a, she's brilliant. She's a genius. You know, she far she, smarter she, than two of us. That's for sure. Yep. I'm so stupid. I need to buy a vowel. It's yes. terrible. Yeah. And I can't even pay attention half the time. That's how dumb mm. I am. You can't. Af- that's right. You're so poor. poor you. Well, can't no. I, not, I'm attention. not saying it like that. I'm not that poor. I'm saying you know just. Anyway, ADD is killing me. But that's a cool story. Uh, now, moving on, because we only have a few minutes before we go on break, and okay. we have a couple other stories to get to. Plus, Tim Schwartz is going to join us and uh, going to go over some uh, UFO-related stuff and conspiracy journal-related stuff and Outer Edge radio stuff with us. Uh, but there's also an interesting article that I sent you, uh, Alan. Florida Sphere UFO was the size of a traffic signal. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Um it was in West Melbourne, Florida, which I found to be interesting. I'm not that far away. Uh, right, it's a retired. Right. Pi- it was a retired police officer and a wife that was watching a green neon light the size of a traffic signal on the street. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if there was any alcohol involved, but listen to the way it sounds. Yeah, I was looking at an that. neon green light <laughs> the size of a traffic signal while on the road. See, what are the odds <laughs> there? Are- Stopped at a green light instead of hold on, follow me here. They stopped at a green light instead of going on the green light because they're a little drunk, maybe. And they kept looking at the green light and wondering, well, do we go or do we stop? What do we do here? I, I don't well, know. And then all of a sudden they, they decided to go, so they're they're going now. And all of a sudden they look up and they get that you know the little effect that you have when you look at a light for a long time and then you see that spot there. Yeah, the hey, and they, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe they just saw that as they were looking up and like, oh, my goodness, must be a UFO. Look at that. Green light. I, I, I don't know. I don't have the answer. I was just going to say, wow, that's that's interesting. You know, um, wow. And funny as it is, it happened westbound along NASA Boulevard. Yeah, NASA oh. Boulevard. Hmm. Now, I'll the witnesses said, uh, they said, we were returning home from a late dinner near a mall in West uh, Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably having a couple of drinks at dinner. Uh, the reporting <laughs> witnesses stated, uh, we both saw a green neon light approximately 75 to 100 feet above Wickham Road. The witness described the object, saying the light was approximately the size of a traffic control signal light, but more neon green in color. The light moved like it was a baseball being thrown in an arc and dropped below the building on the west side of Wickham Road. That's I a think peculiar if, way if of describing it. I think it might have been a Roman candle, fireworks or something. No possible. offense. Yeah, you know, possible. That, that sounds a little bit more likely. Just a little um, bit. The witness uh, said also that they both expected to hear a crashing sound and see an explosion, but nothing occurred. Uh, they continued to watch the object. Uh, they said, uh, or they watch for the object. Uh, they said, we turned right on Wickham Road and uh, headed north slowly. We both watched intently for any incident of a crash. And no incident of a crash was there. Hmm. There was none. Well, it is what it is, but, you know. Dun, dun, dun. Once yeah, again. Well, you got to play that. Alcohol you that up in... plays a part, I believe, in this. Alcohol, the great equalizer. Yeah. Yes. 
it, it, that's you know like hi my name's Al alcoholic um, now, do you want to go talk about the Russia one or the UK UFO next? Well, actually, the Russia one is uh, interesting. There's a video attached to that. And by the way, you guys can check out the uh, postings here on openminds.tv. Uh, we're going to tweet some of the stuff out later also on our Skywatchers Radio Twitter account, which is uh, Skywatchers Show. So please follow that on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about this one. Mysterious a flash in Russia caused by a UFO? Huh? An intensely Actually, bright ha- flash. Hang, hang oh. on one second. What? Someone just texted my personal phone uh-huh, saying uh-huh. that – actually, I remember her mentioning this. She said she also saw a green light on the way from Jupiter to Orlando around the same time frame. So, Did she uh, have anything to drink on the way from uh, Jupiter to Orlando? And funny, she was in Jupiter. Yeah, because that's right near where that incident happened. So, um, yeah, um, I get the joke, Jupiter. Ha ha ha! You're so funny. Right. You're flying around Uranus. Ha ha ha! Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Thank but you for that. but in, in in all seriousness, folks, that's Jupiter, Florida, not Jupiter, the planet. We should point right, that right. out. Um, but yeah, she just sent me a text, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's you know, I, I I now that I'm now that she mentioned that I do remember her mentioning that to me around the same time. And hang on, another text just came in. Wouldn't it be um, funny if this is the same person that reported this on the website? <laughs> no, it's not. But she did just tell me via text that she was not drinking. She must she have just heard me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there is a little bit of a delay between us being live and it getting out to everybody. But yeah, right, right. Um, I, I, I believe she was probably not drinking or smoking or under the influence of anything in particular. So I, I would take her as a credible factor as well, too. Um, so, hey, maybe there's maybe there's more to the story, but obviously it was that far back that we don't actually have an answer to it. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's actually really interesting. We have a corroborating, we have a possibly corroborating, you know, other witness. Um, should we actually give out her information so all the MUFON people can call her and harass yeah, her? Yeah, give, out, give out her phone number, her uh, date of yeah, birth, sure. full name, and, and address on here. Go ahead. Social also, don't forget that. Yeah, yeah, I won't forget. No, she'll kill yeah. me. <laughs> she, she, she would make my life so miserable, it's not funny. So, I believe that. Um, yeah, that's, that, yeah, we're not going to do that. That that would not be good. Uh, no, and I'm sure, be, and as, I'm sure as, it hasn't uh, happened yet, but I'm sure I'm going to get a text saying, if you do, I'll kill you. So um, <laughs> I'm just going to pass on it. As the good reverend would say, that would not be culture. Now, <laughs> back to the Russian story here. A mysterious flash in Russia caused by a UFO. Well, let's take a look what this says. An intensely bright flash of light illuminated the night sky at Stavropol, a city of southern Russia. And I probably said that wrong, by the way. Stavropol? Stavropol? Hang on. I'm looking at the video live right now. It's a 25-second video. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, that's... You know, I'm looking at it, and, you know, it. to me, it looks... Yeah, I don't... Well, here's the thing. Running it, this happened on Tuesday, March 17th. So this is just, you know, just happened. All right, uh, approximately at 12.30 a.m. Uh, the video of the mysterious flash was recorded by a, a motorist uh, da- uh, dash cam. The video shows a flash of bluish-white light in a distance that persists for about three to four seconds. Uh, no sound was heard in the connection uh, or in, in connection uh, with the explosion or, or, or the light, uh, but the flash did reportedly uh, scare several witnesses 
And um, let's see, moving on here. Russia media outlet RT reports local residents have come up with various theories to interpret the incident. Uh, military exercises that are currently taking place not far from the scene, uh, faults in the electric nets, northern lights, and not the kind you smoke, by the way, uh, an <laughs> asteroid or even UFOs. Uh, which, of course, are unidentified flying objects. Now, the unidentified flash allegedly made some streetlights in the city go out, speaking of streetlights, while being uh, accompanied by a flickering of light inside the apartment of houses. So it started flickering people's lights, and it also made streetlights go out. According to the RT, power engineers have ruled out any issues with their own power supply lines, and a local... Uh, so local centers have concluded that the flash can't be attributed to nature. Okay, so, yeah, I was going to say, it did they? look like heat lightning for a second, looking at the video, but um, the more I'm looking at it, it doesn't really get that feel for me. It really doesn't. I mean, it, it really, really doesn't. Now, it continues on here, says, uh, so, uh, was, so what was it? Uh, that was slightly lit up in the night sky and interrupted electricity and started uh, and startled the residents of the southern Russia. Well, something Experts, that created an EMP, if it, if it, if anything, yeah, if you know. Even a low-level EMP would affect the streetlights or something. Not now, experts uh, surmise that the flash originated on the ground. So, if the source of the flash was an alien spacecraft, it either crashed quietly or was doing something on the ground that caused the flash. For now, locals in the dark, locals are in the dark, uh, to what actually caused the mysterious flash of light in Russia. Right. Mother Russia. Yeah, duh. Mother Russia. Okay. Well, you know, there's that famous uh, video that's on YouTube of uh, the Russian soldiers going to the uh, crashed UFO. Have you seen that video? Which one? Oh, I guess you haven't. Uh, where there was uh, supposedly a crash somewhere in Russia. I can't remember the exact place. Uh, but the video starts like an old 1950s or 60s uh, handheld cam, you know, like. Oh, yeah, and it shows the saucer scene. in the background. Right. And the, it's between the trees. It's all like all yeah, messed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. Okay. I mean, there is precedent for uh, sightings and, and stuff in Russia. Uh, they also could be working on some kind of some kind of bank engineering uh, project, like you know, supposedly we are here in the U.S. So uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if there is uh, some kind of alien activity over there. Also, there's mm-hmm. alien activity worldwide. So, could this be know. something local? Uh, you know, man-made, bank engineered. Well, also, alien? don't forget. No, hang knows. on, hang on. Also, don't forget there are stories of these spheres that were planted all throughout Russia and other parts of the northern hemisphere that are designed supposedly to take out incoming asteroids by a previous race or or a alternate technology, uh, you know, civilization uh, from millennia ago. So that might be it. Also, who knows? Might be. Do you know what I'm talking about? We don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, I know what you're you're talking about. But the point is, we don't know. I mean, it's all speculation. Speculation, spec. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Inquisition. Inquisition. Sorry. I always mix up the two. But it is an interesting video, though. No, no that it is. Yeah. yeah, no no doubt, no doubt. Uh, we have uh, one more story to go before we go on break here. Uh, what's the next story on the uh, pipeline there, uh, Mr. Um, Weiler? I don't have it in front of me. I sort of clicked it off. So, uh, well, 
I have the I yeah. have it here and just follow along. Okay. Scholars will discuss astrobiology and religion at the Library of Congress this week. Hmm. Now check this out. Uh, theologians and scientists are meeting at the Library of Congress today to discuss, or they met today to discuss astrobiology and religion as part of a two-day event that will culminate in the in a free public roundtable in which the group will share their findings and thoughts with the public. The event is being called the Bloomberg Dialogue on Astrobiology. And it is the first of three such meetings that will take place throughout this year. And uh, it is hosted by John W. Klug, uh, Center at the Library of Congress. Uh, that's where they're going to hold the whole thing. The purpose of the event is to examine examine how recent discoveries uh, about the origins of the or, and future of life in the universe may affect religion or religious traditions and their various uh, counterparts in various different aspects of humanity as well. Uh, this is interesting that they're meeting for this, but it, it makes perfect sense since guess what? Our future is in space. Well, yeah. Whether we like it or not, uh, that's where our future is. Well, not necessarily so. I mean, we can go underneath the waves. Um, although I well, don't know. Yeah, but here's, here's the thing. For humanity to survive, we're going to have to get off planet. Eventually. Not necessarily so. I mean, there there is enough undiscovered land under the water, if you think about it, and there is enough life in the sea. Okay, let me let me let me break it down to you. Once the sun goes supernova and it eats all the planets alive in our solar system, we're going to have to be off planet if humanity is to survive. Okay, is that better and clearer for you? Yeah, but I don't believe okay, supernovas on the calendar anywhere oh, well. in the next couple of million years. I'm not talking about anytime soon, man. I'm talking about you know maybe uh, fifty million years, hundred million. No, we I'm don't know when the sun's going to go I'm supernova. Talking, yeah, I'm talking about you know decades that we can actually be a part of. It's never going to happen. But anyway, uh, the first part of the event began, uh, like I said, this morning, and uh, it consists of a series of conversations between scholars. Seven scholars are participating, by the way, uh, most of which have expertise, are experts in religious traditions. However, the group also includes a planetary scientist and a planet, uh, planetary biologist. The scholars are, are scheduled to spend much of today, or they spent much of today, I should say, and uh, part of tomorrow, examining readings and research on astrobiology and its intersections with the world's religious traditions. Hmm. Interesting. I don't but know what else perfect to sense. say to that. No, no, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense that so they're doing this now. And look, uh, this is the next step of our evolution. It will be us discovering more of what's out there in space. And look, whether we like it or not, we're a curious bunch here on this planet, and we're, we always want to know what's out there, right? That's always been our thing. And space is really the final frontier. I believe that. Where we will one day boldly go, where Eventually. no man has gone before. But I... right now, right now, we got to go on break. All right. Because so... we have to return with our guest, Mr. Tim Schwartz. So soon, the Schwartz will be with us. Mm, good it is. <laughs> but for now, all is well. All right. That ends well. We'll be right back. This is special. 
James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy and truth-orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8pm Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic, truth is truth. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. The UFO phenomenon either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host and podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Hi, this is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio on Thursdays. In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts, in the food, air, water, and during sleep. Yet here we are with information at our fingertips, only to become a slave to the portable digital communication device. So tune in to In Other News Thursdays on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio. Talk Stream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Talk Stream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man. Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com. 
All right, everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio, live once again, as always, on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. By the way, guys, for the podcast, and I get asked all the time, how can we listen to the podcast? Well, the show is called Skywatchers Radio. If you go to skywatchersradio.com, it's all there for your listening pleasure. In fact, it's free downloads. Go there right now, check out the website, download all the episodes, immerse yourself in some Skywatchers episodes that you've never heard before. You will love it. If anything, you're going to come out saying that the other guy is kind of funny, but I'm awesome. You're going to say that for sure. All right. Now, Nancy Burns, who's also awesome, by the way, uh, sent me a Skype message a few minutes ago, and she said that, yes, it was Stephen Hawking who made that comment. And, in fact, I have an article here where where it says, uh, world-renowned scientist Stephen Hawking believes extraterrestrial life almost certainly exists, and humans should be extremely conscious about this and about interacting with it. And he says, to my uh, mathematical brain, the numbers alone make uh, make thinking about aliens perfectly rational, said Hawkins, right? But he suggests right. that aliens might simply raid Earth, Earth for its resources, and then move on. We only have to look at ourselves and see how intelligent life might develop into something that we wouldn't want to meet. He says, "I imagine they might exist in, a, in they might exist in massive ships, having used up all their resources from their planet. Such advanced aliens would perhaps become nomads, looking to conquer and colonize whatever planet they could reach." Does he this sound like Independence Day? Kinda. He concludes that trying to make contact with an alien race is a little too risky. He said, if aliens ever visited us, I think the outcome would be much like when Christopher Columbus first landed in America, which didn't turn out too well for the Native Americans. Mm. That's the quote from Dr. Stephen Hawking. By the way, if you haven't seen the movie yet, go watch it. Theory Theory of Everything is phenomenal. Watch that movie. It's a great movie. But now... We are going to welcome our very good friend, Tim Schwartz, onto the show. Tim, welcome to Skywatchers Radio, my friend. How are you? How have you been? It's been so long since we've spoken. Not really. But <laughs> uh, how yes, are you, my friend? It, 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 it seems like, oh, I don't know, weeks. Months. Years. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's yeah, been hours. That's hours, right. actually. It's, maybe it's, minutes. It's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been centuries. Spoken last. What do you think of uh, this article by Stephen Hawking? This uh, comment by Stephen uh, Stephen Hawking. I personally uh, think he's on the money. I think it's a legit, uh, rational way of thinking. But uh, of course, I do want to see aliens come down and land on the White House lawn. I want to (laughs) see something like that one day. I want disclosure. Gosh darn it! But what do you think when you read something like that from like a person like Stephen Hawking? Well, I think he has a good point. You know, I mean, you know, you just have to look at uh, uh, our own history on this planet, and any time that you have a more advanced society um, encroaching on uh, new lands where there, you know, there's indigenous people who maybe aren't quite, you know, ahead of the game, uh, then the indigenous population doesn't hang around for too long. And uh, not by choice. Yeah, <laughs> they're 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 soon they're soon overwhelmed and uh, taken over and exploited and uh, and uh, if if they're not just right out killed, they're assimilated <laughs> into uh, the, the 
into the society. I mean, right. Look at the Taino Indians. Remember that? Well, no, yeah. you don't. No, you don't. The people, because they, they've been gone for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks yeah. to the Spaniards who came over and, well, they raped and pillaged and took the women and killed the men. That's kind of what happened. And uh, right. now we have... Pillaged now the we women, have... rape the land. Pillage the women, <laughs> rape the land. Something like that. Oh. <laughs> now, because of that incident, we have what we call Latinos. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. That's just a little joke, man. It's a little Latino I joke. I, I, I don't know how to comment to that. There is no way to comment to that, my friend. I'm back but, to buying a vowel. That just goes nuts. There you go. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Tino's, I, Tino's, I, I think that Stephen Hawking's, you know, I mean, I, th- I think he has a, uh, a very good point. Myself, I kind of like to think of the universe more along the lines of um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, yeah. I mean that's twist, to, it? <laughs> yeah. To, to to me, that's that's how I think the universe probably actually uh, operates. So you know, I mean, if uh, if we are if if the Earth is discovered by another species, then the planet will probably be blown out of existence to <sighs> to put it in yep. a you know a, a, what is it a hyperspace highway? Yeah. So. <laughs> of Even course, there yeah four eons to <laughs> right. the council to object. They That's had right. a petition. They went. It went through councils, and when they got stamped and double stamped, and it, yeah, and we just we weren't privy to it. So yeah, the notice has been hanging up for yeah. You know, what, we uh, didn't get the five, memo. Yeah, five centuries now. So I mean, it's it's you know it's your responsibility <laughs> to keep up with these things, humans. So <laughs> it's all our fault. Yeah. How did you guys like that movie, by the way, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Because mm-hmm. I remember the the series. Uh, the the it old, was uh, funny. It was it was really funny. The old series, but I love that movie. But what did you guys think? Uh, it was funny. Uh, you know, if if I hadn't read the books and I hadn't seen the uh, the BBC version of it then i i would have liked it but i was disappointed in the movie because it it kind of went you know off on its own own tangents but that's that's a complaint i have with a lot of movies based on books is that you know right. well i mean a, a movie is a creature all of its own you know i mean it's uh, very rarely are you going to have a movie that's going to follow a book completely so, you know, uh, but uh, I would love to, I would love for somebody to do uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that that fits a little bit more more closely you know with the book uh, whether that not that's possible or not. Or, well, or not. here's the thing though I, I remember the old series and I mean when I saw the movie there was a lot of stuff in there that was almost lifted directly from the old series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean the way even the, some of the stuff was shot was very very similar, and I personally loved. Uh, most uh, most deaf in this thing. I mean, he was absolutely brilliant. He was, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think, uh, in fact, I, I've I was saying this for a long time, by the way, that I would love to see uh, most deaf. Uh, you know, who played F- uh, Ford Perfect um, mm-hmm. or Prefect? Sorry, Prefect. Prefect yes. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him maybe be the first American, you know, African American doctor on Doctor Who because the way he played that part it was Doctor Who. It was I very doctorish, you know. About that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> you know, he ha- he has his companion, right? Mm-hmm. True, yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a companion, just like uh, the doctor, you know. And you know, Arthur Dent is his companion. Obviously, it's a guy, not a girl, but still, you know, I think he would be cool in that part. He's a great actor too, by the way, Mostef. Really, really great actor. I liked the movie, though. I thought the movie was really, really cool. And Warwick Davis is in it. Anytime, anytime you can get a job for Warwick Davis, I'm cool. 
<laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the, uh, the the way that they conceived, you know, like, uh, you know, well, everything, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, the, uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember, the way that the ship traveled across the universe, like, I can't. I can't think of the the drive that it had. Improbability drive. Improbability drive. I love <laughs> I love the way that they uh, showed that. You know, it's uh, yeah. And so I, you know, I do. I, I mean, I think that that is probably the way the universe actually works. You know, very very <laughs> much like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Do so, you think you know. that if they blow up the planet accidentally, they could rebuild it like they did? Because you know, the builders just rebuild it again. Well, Doctor Who restarted the uh, universe. So, he rebooted uh, the universe. Yeah, that's he did. right. He that's right. That. So. <laughs> and it's funny they actually called it rebooting the universe when he did it. <laughs> Stranger things have been known to happen in this universe. Uh, that's yeah, right. Indeed. What do you guys think of uh, of Sam Rockwell, by the way, as uh, Zapod Beebleprox? Zapod Beeble. You know, <laughs> I liked him better in True Blood, and I was really impressed with him in the movie Moon. Okay, but did you like him as Zepod Peebleprox? Uh, no. <laughs> Man, you're a Debbie Downer tonight. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. The you know, I I I like the way that he he portrayed the character. I like the way that they uh, portrayed his his second head, which I mean, it definitely was uh, uh, historical. Well, it was a lot better than the BBC version, you know. Yes. <laughs> Which I mean, you know, face it, they didn't they didn't have the funds. So. <laughs> it was the BBC. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, right. it's all their fault. Actually, you know what? I would have liked to have seen from the BBC actually turned into a movie. What is it? Day of the Tripods, or or the movie the uh, series Tripods. Tripods. Did did the BBC do that one? I think it was BBC. Was it? I'm not sure. I don't remember even. Either that, that or was uh, CBC Canadian. Uh, I think it was uh, BBC, though. Their budget must be even lower than the BBC's. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we pay you Canadian bacon, eh? Didn't uh, didn't Canada Broadcasting or, or one of the subsidiaries do um, Lex? Yeah, yeah, they did a good job on Lex. Yeah, Lex. Uh, Farscape. Farscape. You know, right. had, you know, don't forget, the entire Stargate stuff... All of it was pretty much filmed in Vancouver. Uh, so well, was yeah, the Highlander but, series. So was Smallville. Uh, so a lot is of series Continuum. Continuum's yeah. a great show. That is a good show, yeah. Yeah. I, I've and, only recently gotten into Continuum, and it's a really, really good series. Uh, so you know, ha- I haven't had half, a chance to see Continuum yet. <laughs> yeah, half, a sci-fi, half the Sci-Fi Channel lineup is coming out of Canada. All their new shows. <laughs> well, because shows. It's, it's cheaper to shoot up there. That's why. I mean, You're Smallville, right, it is. Yeah, Smallville well, shot up there because of that. Now that's that's because half of Sci-Fi Channel's uh, um, lineup is made by was it Asylum Pictures? Yeah, I mean they're based out of uh, California, but they do practically all of their shooting in Canada. I mean they they shoot don't don't they shoot Arrow and they did shoot Smallville in Canada. Mm-hmm. I mean Canada's Canada's not bad for for geek culture movies and now. TV show. But back yeah. when the original Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series was on, yeah, not so much. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> these things happen. Mm-hmm. Actually, I saw a really, really cool um, TV series from Canada. Uh, I'm going to type the name, and you tell me if I could say it online. Probably not, no. So, yeah, let's have Dead Air on radio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As you this type is, away. Okay, that's the name of the show, and I think it is hilarious. Huh. Yes, no, that, I, haven't, that, I haven't seen you, that one. 
You can you it, can't it, say it's it's S in use your imagination, people. S. No, no. Well, Creek. hold on. It's I could say because of the way it's spelled. It's S. No, you could spell it out, but I wouldn't say it on air. Okay. Creek. Right. Again, folks, it's S C H I T T S Creek. It sounds like the Schlitz beer. <laughs> Without the L. That's right. Right, that's it. It's actually it's and it's got a good good cast. It has um oh damn, what the hell is James Vanderbeek? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> the cast from uh, Dawson's Creek are all back. No, it, it has it has the father with the scary It's gotten really bad father. for them. That's why it's called that creek. Okay. Now. It's not... it it's got um let's see. It's gone Schlitz for Dawson. What? Yeah, it, it's got Eugene Levy, which is the dad with the scary eyebrows. Oh, I love Eugene Levy. Yeah, well, originally yeah. from Second City Television or SCTV. Right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got him. It's got Kathleen Catherine O'Hara. Oh, I know the show you're talking about. I've been wanting to see that one just because it has those two on it. Oh okay. my god, it is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and she's you know, I mean, she's the mom from Home Alone. She she's had some really really good stuff in her Beetle, in her Beetlejuice. Yeah, she did some she voice work in yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. She was in Beetlejuice. It it's it's got a really it's got Chris Elliott in it. Nice, he's funny. Oh yeah, he's yeah. hilarious. He plays the annoying town hillbilly mayor. Um, <laughs> I could see it, him doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just the thought of him playing that character, I can picture. Right, it oh, right. Yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to remember what movie he was in where he played um, a cripple. Or something like that. Um, Wasn't it a scary movie? One of those yes, 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 scary yes, movie yes, too. Yeah, like yeah, he had yeah. yeah, scary movie too. He had like the crippled hand. Yes, yes yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And oh he, was, he, was, he was always wanting to touch everybody with the hand. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, the show is actually a really funny premise. Um, it, I I don't know if I should explain it. Um, but uh, it, it, it's really, 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 really funny. Well, who's, uh, who's, show, who's showing it? What network is showing it? Or, um, or whatever? I don't. It's showing in Canada. I don't know if anybody in the states is showing it. See, I, like I said, I, I legitimately download most of my shows. Um, it's on poptv.com. Wednesdays, it's Pop TV. I don't know what channel that is on whose cable, but it's mm-hmm. on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. 9 Central. And I'll tell you, I cannot stop laughing at this show. Um, it, well, with it, a cast just, like that, I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a good portion of them are Second City, you know, not alumni. Yeah, alumni. Alumni, Sur- not leftovers. That's not Sur- the right word I want to use. Survivors. <laughs> Survivors, yeah. <that's> yeah. <laughs> that's actually a much better way of putting it. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. man. There was so much talent that came out of uh, out of that. Oh God, uh, you know, yeah. How much, amazing. How much of Second City ended up being on Saturday Night Live? Well, yeah, tons of it. Yeah, I mean, literally, Saturday Night Live would not be what it is if it wasn't for Second City. Yeah, I have no Period. idea what this has to do with the UFO phenomenon, except no. for Dan Aykroyd <laughs> is involved in the UFO phenomenon, how we got there, I, 70 degrees of separation. So, But I love the way you tied that back. I love the way you tied back everything together with that, but I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so that. Tim, what is going on in the wonderful world of your neck of the woods of the UFO <laughs> phenomena and, and... Conspiracy Journal. Mm-hmm. You didn't let me get to say that part, but I was... Yeah, because I wanted to say that. It sounds cool when I say it. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> Conspiracy uh, Journal. Dun, dun, dun. See, it just sounds much better when I say it. Look, let me say it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Conspiracy Journal. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That, that, just, that just makes me laugh. You know, actually, it should be it. It should be said. Conspiracy Journal. Everything that they don't want you to know. You know, you sounded a little bit like Mike Mott there for a second. <laughs> you two, you two been hanging out a little too much there, too. Uh, too well, I, I, uh, Mike Mike Mott minus the uh, the the southern accents. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. rather I, I just have this, you know, just it's absolutely uh, accentless mid-eastern, mid-eastern, <laughs> midwestern accent. Yeah, yeah dude, that's not that's not going middle eastern there. Extend <laughs> the middle eastern stuff there. I tell you. Uh, the other guy here got into a little trouble a few weeks ago with the middle eastern stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. shout out to our middle eastern fans, we love them. I'm gonna I'm, uh, I'm gonna skip and pass, and I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on this one. So. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's uh, uh, what what is uh, new and cool in the uh, the world of What's happening? And conspiracies? Well, absolutely nothing. That's See? it. Oh, okay, great. All right, folks, we're done. Good night, everybody. Uh, that's right. Good night, everyone. <laughs> it's a wrap. No, seriously. What's uh, what's the latest in conspiracy journal? I mean, has there been any uh, updates recently? Oh yeah. Well, you know the uh, the conspiracy journal newsletter. It comes out every week. So right. I mean, there's always there's always uh, something something interesting. I mean, I've got uh, gosh, I've got stringers all over the world who who send me stuff. Every day, I mean, you know, I get up in the morning and my email box has exploded. Sometimes, and, you know, a lot of times people will send me the same stuff. Kind of like, like the the a hole issue, right? It gets clogged up and then it gets yeah, backed up. And it's just exactly. terrible. And it spews, exactly. and you got the DH rea. Like, nobody wants that. <laughs> well, you know, the uh, there was the case in uh, uh, Utah where you know the uh, the the mother and her her, her baby uh, uh, drove off a bridge and the mom died and the baby oh, was the still calling alive. out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that one. That was well, you know, that a uh, couple of days, you know, after that happened, and the, you know, it started coming out that the uh, the rescuers had heard, you know, like a woman, you know, crying for help when they uh, were approaching the car. Well, that next morning is like I had about you know uh, thirty or forty different versions from you know all kinds of different uh, news sources around the world. So then you know you got to go and uh, kind of vet. You know, each one of those to to try to find the one that seems to be the most accurate. So, I mean, you know, those those are the kind of stories. Uh, you know, um, the, the the issue that I just put out uh, Sunday, that one seemed to be like the all ghost issue. I mean, I just uh, I had just like a, a bunch of ghost stories that that came in, and you know, I know this is Skywatchers, and you know, you know. Yeah, not that interested in you know ghosts and things. Well, like that. well, <laughs> well. Here's here's the thing. We we do have uh, you know a theory working here, uh, Tim, uh, that it's all interconnected, and that what people might be mistaking for ghostly activity might be visitations from uh, alien visitation. Yeah, now see, I'm uh, I kind of tend to go uh, the 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 other direction that uh, alien you visitation. That yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, just the kind of guy I am. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your take? Did alien visitation or ghosts? Well, no. Uh, I mean, I, I, I do think that probably that uh, uh, at least some some aspects of the UFO phenomena probably uh, is um, extraterrestrial in origin. But I think that a lot of it may be along the lines of, uh, what we would call paranormal. And, you know, who knows what paranormal is? I mean, every, everything, you know, that we call paranormal, supernatural, stuff like that is just, you know, science that we haven't run across yet. 
So, um, you know, it, it, it could be that, uh, say, like uh, UFOs uh, are extraterrestrial, but um, are using a propulsion system that to us would seem like uh, the paranormal. Um, what's the guy saying? Here's a far here's a far leap for you guys, and follow along here with me. Okay. What if aliens in another planet, right? They're they're not of this planet, but they're in our physical realm and our dimension. But in their planet, the beings that live on that planet resemble what we would call a ghost, and you know they are in a, in a sense not physical like we are, but beings that do travel through space and time, maybe light beings of sorts, but are from a world within our dimension, within our 3D reality. And they're here investigating this peculiar life form on this little blue dot in the cosmos. Hey, that that works for me. That's I mean, a, that's, it's just a speculation. Hey, well, I mean, it isn't everything. I mean, you know, when it comes to stuff like yes. this, it's all just speculation. I mean, you know, you get you get these people, you know, that uh, they they have these websites. And it's like, yes, we absolutely know that there are two hundred alien species visiting the planet Earth. <laughs> fifty-seven <laughs> species of extraterrestrials. Uh, really? Yeah, why fifty-seven? Why not? 57? Yeah, and it says like, you know, anybody who comes to me and says that they have the definitive answer to any of this stuff, I'm just like, yeah, right, liars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the truth is, and you know, we've discussed this in in length. You, I, Mike, uh, even the other guy here has been part of some of this discussion. We've we've all agreed that really within the world of ufology and in everything in the paranormal, really in the entire genre of paranormal and ufology, both genres, there's very little to almost no evidence whatsoever to base any of it in reality. Evidence just doesn't exist. I mean, we haven't had a ghost captured and locked away like the Ghostbusters. That's never happened. So we've never proven the ghosts are real. We just have stories. Aliens? Well, we've, my, we haven't on, captured on, one publicly we, yet that we know we of. We haven't captured one physically, but we have gathered enough audio, video, and photo evidence as well hold as on, scientific hold on. photos data. they hold on photos that can be doctored and manipulated audio that could be anything i mean even some v you know evp stuff that i've heard in the past i'm like yeah could be uh you know any it could be an echo from the other room you know it could be you know a bunch of different things doesn't necessarily mean as a, a spirit trying to communicate and most right. of the time the, the the communication and a lot of these evps don't really uh, answer anything in particular back. It's just random words or random things that are said. So it could not easily be somebody just so, playing Not a, necessarily so. There's been some cases where, you know, there'd be a laughter when a question's asked or so, but nothing really as concrete as you would say, well, what's your name? Billy Bob! You know, that's <laughs> never happened. Nothing like actually, that. Actually, I'm sorry, but yeah, there has been some instances of... Prove that. it. Well, if you want, we'll take this offline and I'll give you a nice little list of things that you could watch or you know what we could take you to a house in south florida yeah but here's the thing you stay there when you say yeah but here, wait, wait hold on when you say that you could show me some stuff on what on youtube that it'll, it'll show me some evidence of this i don't believe in any other stuff i see on youtube anymore all that stuff okay. could be easily manipulated now okay, will i stay in you. a well, hold on will i stay in a haunted house Yes, I would, because I actually lived okay. in a house that has activity. I don't know what kind of activity. I was a kid. You know, I was not uh, of age to understand what was going on, but I do remember seeing something slide from one end of the counter to another. Things just jumped out of you know chairs for you know, apparently out of nowhere. You know, I, I did see a couple different things, which made me made me say, "What the 
hell is that? But I never really put two and two together because I was like five, you know. But I hear stories from my brother. I've heard stories from my father and mother who were completely freaked out and moved out of this home because of what they experienced. But I didn't experience anything like bashing, you know, over the head by uh, an object from a ghost or or tugging on my bed sheets at night or anything really physical. Like I never really experienced it personally, but I did see a couple things slide around. One thing flew off of the chair. But again, that could have been anything. It could have been my overactive imagination as a kid for all we know. Hang on, I gotta wake up. I'm sorry. But if you have a house that is legitimately haunted, yes, I would go and spend the night there. I'm not afraid of it. Okay, but... We can arrange arrange that. Hang on. Let's make that happen. I I would love to be part of that. Uh, the, the the point I was uh, I I want to make with this is that I mean you know you you may actually experience all this stuff I mean I know I have I mean you may you know actually see you know uh, uh, full bodied apparitions you know like uh, uh, dancing in front of you and all of that who's to say that that is because you know the popular interpretation is uh, well you know that's a spirit of somebody who's passed away says who. Right, uh, you know, it could, it it could, it could be, it could be anything, and you know, uh, I don't mean anything. I mean, you know, it's not like a Scooby Doo, you know, cartoon where you know the uh, the old Gee, guy. Gee, Scoob! Door- yeah, what is guy- that, Scoob? <laughs> where the old guy next door knows, ship. you know, knows that there's uh, you know gold buried underneath your house, and you know, it's like yeah, you know, <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too. If it wasn't for you, pesky kids, uh, meddling kids. By but, the way, so, you know the new Poltergeist movie is coming out. Yeah, it looks great too. By the way, trailers <laughs> to that, so I'm, uh, I'm interested in seeing it. <laughs> but you know what? What I'm saying is, you know, is, just because it's a paranormal phenomenon doesn't necessarily mean it has to be, you know, spirits of the dead or you know, extraterrestrial. Right. No, no, no. I'm not gin. arguing right. that. I'm not arguing that. But what I am arguing is, is that science and recording technology is finally at a stage. Where we can record the, we might not be able to explain what it is, but we can record the anomalies in the environment through photo, video, audio, and scientific data recording. And unfortunately, I have yet to see anything that tells me, yep, that's a ghost. Yep. Oh, and well, they, you know, they've they've been able to do that for a long time. You know, in uh, Europe, especially yeah. in the nineteen eighties and nineteen uh, eighties and early nineteen nineties, they had the uh, the whole. Uh, you know, we have EVPs here. They had the IT. Uh, was ITC? I can't remember what it stood for, um, but it basically it was uh, uh, video recordings. Oh, the camera in the camera, in, or the camera in the TV, in the TV, in the TV. Right, stuff like that. Well, and I mean, it went so far as you know, people were getting telephone calls, you know, from uh, uh, you know, supposedly discarnate entities. I mean, you know, we're not just talking about you know little snatches of, uh, of voices, you know, on a, a bad digital, cheap video, uh, digital recorder, things like that. I mean, you know, these these guys were getting uh, full conversations, you know, recorded and, and like I said, video transmissions and things like that. Now, yeah, but how the- do we know any of that is legit, though? That's exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, we don't, and you know, it it may not it may not be hoaxed on a um, on a physical level. I mean, you know, I mean, all these people who did this may may have been absolutely, uh, you know, it's upset. demons. It's demons. I tell you, <laughs> praise the Lord. It's demons. It's demons. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you know, it, it, it it's funny though because you know my theory has been that you know all along uh, throughout history, aliens have been misidentified. Uh, through the eons as ghosts, leprechauns, demons, goblins, whatever. And I still do think, look, if that 1% 
that they have over us, you know, gives them some kind of a crazy ability. What if, you know, the greys or whatever you know, aliens are out there do have an ability to make us, you know, not see them when they're in our presence. And maybe we only get catch a, a tiny little glimpse of them uh, as, you know, they move around or something. And that's what we think is ghostly activity. And it's just like a shadow or like the shadow people. Remember that from coast or it's, you know, a, a, like a, a wind or, or a light or, uh, you know, any little object that, you know, uh, what do you call it? A little sphere or whatever, or one of those green, uh, Traffic lights. Who the heck knows? An orb or whatever. That's what I think of. So who the heck you know knows? I mean, but what if that's part of the technology or part of not a technology, but part of the evolution these beings have, where they can manifest this kind of ability in front of us pesky human beings, and that's how they get around us and do whatever they do to us, and we don't even know that they're there. Or what if, it, like the silence on Doctor Who, uh, once we turn around, we forget they're even there. We even saw them. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Leo Sprinkle, who uh, was uh, you know in, into the whole UFO thing for for many many Long time. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he, he he believes, and I guess that he's had some you know people who allegedly you know have had uh, you know contacts with extraterrestrials that uh, the 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 propulsion system that these things use is you know like. Uh, uh, like a hyperspace or interdimensional uh, propulsion system, but it actually travels through the planes that we would uh, refer to, you know, in uh, a spiritual jargon as like the astral planes, you know, the place that, uh, you know, supposedly our, you know, our souls go to when we, when we the pass neither away. Region. The neither region. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that, uh, and that these creatures, I mean, you know, all the, t- you know, they, since they uh, easily can navigate these areas, um, are also very familiar with, I guess, our, uh, you know, our passed on loved ones and things like that. And that's one of the reasons why, uh, when a lot of people who have especially like abduction experiences and things like that, you know, the aliens are very knowledgeable about um, uh, these people's past, present, futures as well as uh, 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 their loved ones who have passed on. You know, I mean, there's there's been cases where these, uh, you know, like the big eyes or, you know, or the Nordics or what have you will tell them, yeah, you know, we saw your dead Uncle Charlie. And he said, uh, you know, tell you hi and to uh, lie back and uh, think of the pretty, pretty flowers as we probe you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Charlie. Even after death, you're probing me. Uh, that's Bastard. right. <laughs> Wait, Uncle Charlie, how'd you get into heaven? You, you were probing me when you were alive. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. Uh, oh, that's right. You work for the church. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Huh? That's oh, good. that's going to hurt. <laughs> sorry, religious folks. It's true. <laughs> Better than a blast from the a-hole. So. Well, it's a blast, all right. Uh, I guess the church. But, you know, it, it's funny, though. The, the theory, I think, holds water, though. But what if, for example, and, it, this, you know, it's a good theory by, by Dr. Sprinkle, but uh, what if, for example, we're dealing with beings in a different dimension, not the neither region, but, like, a higher dimension, maybe the fifth dimension, like in uh, Interstellar? I mean, that's possible also. I mean, the, the thing is, oh, sure. anything is possible. That's oh yeah. My here. question is: is if that's the case, how do they have such specific knowledge about people that they're interacting with? Oh, that's very easily answered. If they're dealing, hey, look, if we're dealing with beings on a different dimension, okay, uh, they might not operate on the same kind of uh, 
space and time than we do. Maybe to them, space and time is not a linear thing. It's happening all at once, and they can pull information from wherever they want and use it as they will, as they need to. Uh, I mean, who knows what these beings are like in another dimension, if there even is another dimension. Even that's still a theory. The thing is, and this is where I get to, and I always bang my head against the wall because it's so frustrating. Hmm. It's all theories. Everything. None of it is provable. Not even string theory is provable. That's why it's called string theory. Right. I mean, we're seeing certain things with quirks and, and certain things with, uh, you know, the colliding. Quirks they, they, and they, quarks and Yeah, we're seeing certain things that it makes us believe lines. that maybe there could be, but, yeah, we still can't prove it. That's the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad, yeah. that's true. It's a, true, it's a sad statement of science, but a lot of these scientists get paid millions of dollars uh, well, maybe not millions, but hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some of them maybe millions. I don't know. But they get paid a lot of money is the, the basic point here. And for, what, the last hundred years, have they done anything other than come up with theories, most of these guys, most of these people? No. It's just mostly it's just theories mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff. Nothing is uh, ever provable. I mean, it's sad but true. And you would think somebody like Stephen Hawkins has an awful lot of time on his hands to think about this stuff and yeah, you written down. Yeah, well, surprise. Uh, Maybe not. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it's it it would surprise it would really surprise me if sometime you know in in my lifetime that you know the the extraterrestrials do land on the White House lawn or or, or whatever. You know, I just I kind of have the feeling that uh, the whole UFO phenomena is just is just always going to remain just out of our reach. Uh, um. I don't know. I mean, it, uh, it, it the way that the phenomena interacts with people and has interacted with you know humanity from the very very beginning. It just always seems like like we're we're gonna we're gonna grasp it. We're gonna get a hold of it. You know, tomorrow. You know, it's just uh, and then it changes and moves away and becomes slightly different. And then you know we're back to you know we're we're back to the beginning again, and you know I don't know I mean maybe maybe that is just part of um, the guiding force. Well, or you know maybe it's maybe it's uh, uh, how how we evolve. You know maybe there's there's something built into the universe that uh, that that does stuff like that too. It's just you know kind of like a giant cosmic uh, you know. <laughs> I can't. I, I I can't say that on the air, but just you know, <laughs> a cosmic but, poop shoot. Yeah, yeah. But it <laughs> it's it keeps us continuously moving forward, kind of like a shark. You know, if we, if we don't move forward as a, as a species, we're gonna die. You know, I mean, right. I don't. I you know, I don't care. I don't care what the Republicans say. You know, we can't go back to the way it used to be. We got to keep moving forwards. And right. I think that there may be a guiding force in the universe. You know, maybe not even intelligent, like we're you know, like like we think of as intelligence. But for some reason, it it continuously prods us to evolve and to move forwards. You know, I mean, you know, we're not. Well, we're you, not, you can, we're you not can even say that's human nature, though. You can say that's human nature to just want to move forward and evolve and. It's a curiosity that we have as a species. 
that, but there, there, there seems to be an outside force too that that prods us along. And I mean, you know, right now we're seeing it in the form of you know, like uh, you know, UFOs and, and extraterrestrials. But you know, uh, two hundred years ago, it was seen as like uh, you know, angels or, or demons or or or, or 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 what have you, and supernatural you know, elements. Uh, two hundred years from now, who knows how it will manifest itself? It'll be You're just. Right. It'll be just as big a mystery 200 years from now as the ufo mystery is to us now it'll God, just, i hope not it'll just <laughs> it'll just change you know people will probably look back and say hey you know the uh, 21st 20th and 21st century idiots you know they believe that the uh, ufos are from other planets they believe the planet was round that's right <laughs> well yeah wait what do you mean it's not who knows it might Watch this. Two hundred years from now, there is going to be a hollow Earth fact, not a hollow Earth theory. <laughs> That's possible. <sighs> Actually, well, didn't they determine the planet's not round exactly? It's more like a, a egg shape. shape. Egg shape. Or egg, yeah. yeah, egg shape. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's not a sphere exactly, but mm-hmm. close enough, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, if you took the water off, someone actually did the modeling. We're, it's definitely not round with the water. Um, it, we look like a freaking asteroid. Um, right. Without water, right? The only which thing, makes sense. The only thing that's really spherical, funny as it is, is the moon, which always lends to the question of was is that artificial or not? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that's which... you know that, that's come up again. That's uh, been making uh-huh. rounds this week. Uh, uh, you know, on on some of these uh, news services. You know, I please. saw a posting about that recently where they had like a like a diagram of what the, what the inside of the moon would look like if it was some kind of a base or ship. Is that what you're, you're talking about? That's no moon. It's a Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you think about how the 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 moon orbits the planet. And the way that it's positioned so that it, it always just keeps one face, you know, one side uh, facing the Earth, and that it is just at that perfect spot that it, uh, when it creates a, a solar eclipse, it completely covers, you know, the, the sun. And uh, it's the, oh, hang on, hang on. Also, don't forget, it is the only moon in the entire solar system that ha- acts this way as well, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, and well, and compared. And compared to its, uh, you know, its 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 planet, it's the the largest moon in the entire solar system. And you know what the scariest part of it all, guys? Uh, George Bush wanted to, uh, and Reagan wanted to uh, have the Star Wars program, which would put lasers on the moon, like the Death Star, to blow up planets, right. perhaps. Huh? There goes Alderaan. Mm. Such a peaceful planet. <laughs> See, guys, I've been traveling to Alderaan places. Mm. Yes, you have. I've been looking for love in Alderaan places. But anyway, uh, we're almost out of time. we got to wrap up here in a couple minutes. Go! Why, why'd you, you have, have to, to go, go there? there? Go back to planet, <laughs> go back to planet uh, Pluto there. Okay. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't even know how to come back to that. But anyway, we're almost out of time, everybody. Uh, we got to wrap up. Uh, in fact, uh, before we do, Tim, I want to give you, again, uh, as always, the opportunity to uh, plug the websites, the show, all that stuff. And uh, we're going to have you back on soon, my friend, because you're always cool to chat with here on the show. So plug away. Oh, well, thank you very much. Well, uh, I'll, I'll do uh, our radio show first. It's The Outer Edge. 
heard on the PSN radio network with myself and Mike Mott Sunday nights at midnight. And of course, there's uh, the Conspiracy Journal newsletter. You can go to my website, conspiracyjournal.com, and sign up for it. It's absolutely free, and we'll send you, you know, the, the newsletter, by, newsletter by email. So just sign up and enjoy. Very, very, very cool. Very cool. Tim, thanks so much for being on the show, especially yeah, the last minute like that. It's always cool of you to do that. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. You're the man. Yeah, he is. No, he really is. He's the man. <laughs> He's the man. He's the man. <laughs> he is the man. Guys, yeah. we're all out of time here. We're going to be back next week live with Robert Luca and Betty Luca. Uh, again, uh, you know, they were supposed to be on this week. A little mix-up happened, but they're going to be on with us next week. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to love that show, so please come back and listen. Now stick around for more Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. As always, I'm Angel. That's the other guy. That's Tim. <laughs> and this is Skywatchers Radio that you're listening to. Have a great night, and by all means, have a dream about space. And if you're having a dream about space, make sure the other guy is not making funny accents. I make will make sure not to do that. Come on. <laughs> That's just cool. Even in your dreams, he's going to have funny accents. Thank you. Fine. Be that way. Guys, it was a lot of fun. See you yeah, next it was week. a great show. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>